Hill 70 Quantock Ranch, the place that you want to be to buy your bulls in 2020. Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, FCC releases a report pointing to three key market disruptors for farmers to watch for. And we have the latest from the Agricultural Hall of Fame, the latest inductees. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Sunny skies, winds up to 15 kilometers an hour. The high, minus 15. Wind chill, near minus 25. Snow and blowing snow beginning overnight. Wind becoming southeast 20. Near midnight, then increasing to 40, gusting to 60. The low, minus 22. The wind chill, minus 33. Tonight, minus 27 overnight. Risk of frostbite. Wednesday, 5 to 10 centimeters of snow and blowing snow. Wind southeast, 40, gusting to 60. The high, minus 11. Tomorrow, wind chill, minus 27 in the morning, minus 21 in the afternoon. The low, minus 18. Thursday, partly cloudy. The high, minus 18. The low, minus 27. Friday, sunny, the high minus 21, the low minus 21. Saturday, flurries, the high minus 10, the low minus 22. Sunday, partly cloudy with a high of minus 20, the low minus 26. Monday, sunny skies, the high near minus 23. Normal high is minus 11 for this date, the normal low minus 23. The sun rose at 8.58 this morning, it sets at 5.11 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, minus 5 Maple Creek. The cold spot, minus 36 Uranium City. Estevan is minus 17. Saskatoon, minus 24. Swift Current, minus 12. Weyburn, minus 19. Yorkton is minus 20. Regina, sunny and minus 18. That's zero Fahrenheit. Winds are from the northwest at 11, giving a wind chill right now of minus 25. Humidity is 71%. The barometer rising, 102.8. Sunny and Moose Jaw, minus 15. Winds are from the northwest at 11. Once again, Regina, sunny and minus 18. That's zero Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest. Sell with the best online at mcdougallauction.com. And JGL Commodities, proudly serving Saskatchewan farm families for over 40 years. Looking to sell your grain? Call JGL Commodities today, 306-642-2378. Farm Credit Canada has outlined three key market disruptors for farmers to watch for in 2020. FCC's Chief Agricultural Economist, J.P. Gervais, says factors of climate change, protectionism and automation could have a significant impact in shaping Canada's agriculture and food industry outlook. Some of the disruptors that they identified was climate, trade and automation. And we think that, you know, these three things that do have an impact, obviously a big impact potentially on Canadian uh, agriculture as well as food processing. If you think of climate, we've had uh, a really difficult year in 2019. It was really coast to coast, but prairie agriculture had to deal with, you know, some challenging growing conditions for actually three years really in, in the prairies. And so this is one thing that is, I believe, is not necessarily going to slow down. I think there's no point in trying to predict weather over the short term. I think it's a, a losing proposition or a losing battle to try to make a, an accurate forecast. But I do think that there's going to be more impact from climate down the road. And so I think it's for time for producers and, and farm operations to assess where they stand when it comes to risk management. 
we believe that there are three sources of risk that matter, production, financial, and marketing. And I think it's a good time now to assess where you are, you know, in terms of your business decisions, you know, in terms of production decisions, what uh, you've done in the past. Is this is also the, you know, the, the right strategy can, given some of the disruptions that could happen in 2020. And it's not also when it comes to climate, it's not just about Canada, but it's also the rest of the world. You're seeing crops in South America that are fighting with, you know, some dry conditions and you've seen the fires in Australia as well and some of the revisions to the global wheat supply that have been made in response to some of the fires in Australia and the dry conditions there. So, you know, in, in some ways there's some challenges and in some other ways, you know, weather can actually bring some opportunities when it comes to pricing. So I think it's for producers to be aware of this and some of the volatility in the marketplace. Let's look at the second disruptor that you talked about, trade protectionism. What's the issues there that farmers must be always be aware of? Well, not a surprise. I, I would suspect right? trade has been a major disruptor in, in disruptor in 2019, and I expect it to be another disruption, uh, source of disruption in 2020. I would say, though, that the one thing that is likely to be different is that China-U.S. trade tensions are likely to have a different impact in 2020 that, that they had in 2019. We're looking at early in the year, we're looking at the possible, looks as if you know this is likely to go through a possible phase one trade agreement between China and the U.S. And if, if, does, if it does go through, I think this would be a positive for prices of commodities in the North American market. So I think that's a good thing. On the flip side, though, it does require China to buy a large or some large quantities of U.S. products. And that remains, you know, that sort of raises a question as to what this is going to um, cause in terms of our reshuffling perhaps of some of the export markets that we sell to you know so our uh, so that is something to monitor going forward is if uh, what is the impact that resolution a partial resolution of the trade dispute between the US and China uh, in terms of the pricing of Canadian commodities in the world markets and finally I think there's been well documented that we have some labor challenges or labor shortages in, on Canadian farms as well as in the food processing industry. And so automation, we expect it to be more of a driver of um, business decisions in 2020 than, than, than we've seen so far. Um, we're going to see farms slowly but surely implement more automation on their farms. I think this is already starting in food processing as well. Uh, technology helps quite a bit, you know, sort of fighting some of the labor ch- challenges that exist in Canada and elsewhere as well. There's a lot of countries that are fighting this, this the labor challenges that or labor shortages that, that we're facing. So the question is whether or not we'll be uh, one of the first few countries to really establish and really leverage the power of automation on our farms as well as in the industry. And those are the three key disruptors, which, of course, provide big challenges for farmers in 2020. Well, more more volatility, I would say, in the marketplace. It's change has been occurring at a very fast pace up to now, and I don't think it, this is going to slow down. So, more risks. So, I think good time to assess where you stand as a farm operation in terms of your business best management plan, whether the plan you have in place accounts for all the sources of risk that you anticipate out there, as well as you know leaves you with you know the risk exposure that you really want. Because first the the point with because being in this business, we know that we're taking risks, and it's a business of taking risk and leveraging opportunities. And so the point is not to eliminate all sources of risk, but really being comfortable with the risk exposure that you have on your farm. And so the first step, I believe, in this is to actually assess where you are and just leverage some of the tools that are available to producer to to manage the production, financial, and marketing risks. J.P. Gervais is the Chief Agricultural Economist at Regina-based FCC. Hello, folks. Bill Creech here with Hill 70 Quantock Ranch Barn Burning Bull Sale. 
We're at Lloydminster, Alberta, and this is our 50th annual bull sale. It's February 1, 2020, right at the ranch. We'll sell 400 bulls, red and black Angus, horned and pulled Herefords, Charlays, red and black Semangus bulls, and Galvey balancers. 75% of these bulls are two-year-olds. They're held over. They're not leftovers, plus bred and open commercial females. We'll see you at our 50th annual bull sale. Remember to call us, 800-665-SALE. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And the REMAX Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. The Saskatchewan Agricultural Hall of Fame announced its 2020 inductees today. The event happened at the Ag Hall of Fame at the Western Development Museum in Saskatoon. Five individuals and for the first time ever, one couple will go into the Agricultural Hall of Fame during a ceremony on April 18th. Those inducted include Adele Bittner, the founder of Agribiz Communications in Saskatoon. She's held many leadership roles during her career, which include Farm and Food Care Saskatchewan, Agriculture in the Classroom, and Saskatoon Prairieland Park. John Fiji was a cattle producer in the Shellbrook area. He passed away in 2004. Fiji helped promote beef genetics around the world through his involvement with the Hereford Association. John received many honors during his life, including the 1991 Cattleman of the Year Award. Jack Hay from Bradwell, southeast of Saskatoon, spent many years on the Prairie Land Park Board and was instrumental in developing the Seeger Wheeler Pedigreed Seed Show. Hay was also involved with the Saskatchewan Menagerie Association, the Saskatchewan Livestock Association, and the Saskatchewan Agricultural Hall of Fame. The first couple ever to be inducted into the Saskag Hall of Fame are Eileen and William, that's Bill Lamont, from Maidstone. The Lamonts were an early promoter of the Speckle Park cattle breed. The Lamonts also started the first riding club in the area and were very active in the community. Eileen passed away in 2012. Her husband, Bill, died a year later. Jerry Ritz was a high-profile Conservative MP who served the Battleford's Lloydminster constituency between 1997 and 2017. Ritz was also the Federal Minister of Agriculture for eight years. He spearheaded legislation to improve grain transportation and to privatize the Canadian Wheat Board. The sixth inductee is Ted Serienko, a well-known cattle producer and show judge. He judged cattle at both Canadian Western Agribition and the Royal Fair in Toronto. Ted was also a big supporter of 4-H, volunteering for many years at both Saskatoon Prairieland Park and Canadian Western Agribition in Regina. Board Chair Reed Andrew of Regina says many of the inductees have volunteered a lot of time in support of rural Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan way is volunteerism. I mean, we're the province that know best about volunteers, and you know that is what makes so much of the agriculture work today, so much in the communities work today is the volunteerism. Reed Andrew is the chair of the board of the Saskatchewan Agricultural Hall of Fame. The pork industry in Saskatchewan is facing brighter prospects in 2020. The chair of Sask Pork, Casey Smith, says hog producers faced some serious trade issues in 2019, but there should be strong demand for pork this coming year. This past year was interesting on uh, many different levels. Certainly there's, uh, there's two, I think, main topics that I like to speak about, and one was the African swine fever risk, I think, to our industry that we're, um, as producers, we're all aware of, and uh, this has been going on for almost two years now as it uh, really spread throughout Asia, impacted China to where approximately 50% of the Chinese pork production is now gone. 
And so that leaves a tremendous uh, gap in the protein supply for China, and it's uh, really up to the rest of the, the world economy, if you will, to sort of find ways to support that. And that really leads into the opportunity for Canadian producers and others to really step up the plate and, and to get involved in supplying quality pork and, and get in it hopefully over over into uh, into China. Having said that, of course, we face our own challenges with China with being banned to export to China because of some documentation, fraudulent documentation that occurred back in uh, earlier in the year. So while we were banned from China, that was lifted again at the end of November. So that was positive news there, and that really sets us up for the next year going forward here. So what happened with prices this past year, and what is the outlook going forward? Regarding pricing, the market was certainly anticipating that there would be product more so going to to China, but with the the trade wars in uh, between the U.S. and China sort of spilling over into other other jurisdictions, if you will, and the way our pricing is priced off the U.S. markets, the pricing never materialized in the way we expected it for the Canadian producers. And so, uh, while there was a kind of a nice surge in earlier in the spring that just uh, that sort of drifted away, and obviously with the China ban, that just uh, completely sort of took the wind out of our sails when it came to pricing. So I'd say overall, in the past year, it was a bit of a disappointment in terms of what the expectations were and what, what was in the end, what was the reality of the, the pricing situation. What's the outlook for 2020 price-wise? 2020, I think we're almost in the same position is that there's a, uh, with things starting to cool off in terms of the trade wars and some of the tariffs hopefully being lifted off on the U.S. and and China uh, now accepting Canadian pork again, I think the opportunities are in front of us now. And as long as Canada continues to be in a position, a positive position in terms of, of keeping ASF out, which is extremely important, and there's a tremendous amount of awareness throughout the industry about that, we'll be able to participate, which we think will be unprecedented pricing going forward. So 2020 is shaping up to be a year in spite of the, the amount of production that's, uh, that's coming to the table, and particularly in the U.S., um, and the amount of pork production that's being undertaken, and in all uh, likelihood for China as well, I think so. But the outlook is, is very positive, and I would also say for the next couple of years, probably the next two to four years, it's uh, it's very positive for hog producers going forward. Care to speculate how much of an increase in the coming year? <laughs> I would like to take out my crystal ball. You know, there's there's all kinds of sort of guesses out there. I would I would say it will be much improved over what it has been, but I would be hesitant to say what target number that would be, <laughs> so I will leave it at that. Casey Smith is the chair of Sask Pork and vice president of swine production for Olimel in Western Canada. Olimel is a major Canadian meat packing food processing company. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra's prices for feed barley rose $20 at 177.68. Canola gained two dollars and forty cents at four thirty nine twenty eight. Lentils went up thirteen dollars at four eighty two fifty. Oats increased eighty four cents at two hundred dollars and eighty seven cents. Number one red spring wheat fell a dollar nine at two twenty five twenty three. The rest were unchanged. Durham two sixty six thirty nine. Flax five twenty one thirty five. Yellow peas two forty six eighty nine. Feed wheat one fifty six eighty three. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, March wheat is down four cents at 5.44 a bushel. 
The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. And brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia or Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of January 7th. We haven't had any sales yet this year, but we do know that cows and bulls are up about five cents from December. We are also expecting feeder and grasser cattle to be up five, ten, 5 to 10 cents as well once they start moving in the next couple of weeks. This has been Stephanie Dagg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, the week Western Canadian daily prices for SIG 5 and TCP BP2, it's $131.71, that's for today per CKG. For BP4, TCP4, it's one forty-three fifty-eight. Those are the latest prices from Ham's Marketing Services. Canadian Pacific Railway has moved a record quantity of grain in the final three months of 2019. The Calgary-based railway says it moved 7.9 million tons of grain and grain products, breaking a record set in the fourth quarter of 2018 by 400,000 tons. The company says it set an all-time monthly record in November by moving 2.74 million tons. October was the second best month at 2.66 million tons, and it had its best December with 2.5 million tons. As of December 31st, CP Rail moved 12.17 million tons of grain for the 2019-2020 crop year, up 2.1% from the previous period. The outlook for today, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries early this afternoon and blowing snow, wind northwest 30 gusting to 50, increasing to 50 gusting to 70 early this afternoon, the high minus 3. Becoming clear tonight, the low minus 19. In Regina... It's sunny and minus 18, that's zero Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. Make sure you have the right date marked. It's February 1, 2020, Hill 70 Quantock Ranch, 50th Bull Sale, Lloydminster, Alberta.